Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Let's go! Welcome to the war room. We got Ted. Kill. Jimmy. PJ, be off in a hot block commander. How you wanna end up on a two hour show and keep the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level? Both with the topic, sort of like the rubber. When it's game time, they like the fat five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and great. The 4 for 26, so the war ain't can wait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys, diversified and educated. What's good, War Room family? You are once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts, Dev Mack. I'm at the War Room Roundtable with my brother, B. Austin. Uh, Jimmy the Blueprint is out somewhere saving babies in Cambodia, but uh, he'll be back with us next week. So, uh, look, man, the, the, the... The NFL, the 2023 NFL draft starts tonight. And, uh, of course, the second round of the NBA playoffs are beginning to take shape. We're going to talk about it all. But, of course, y'all know when we got draft talk, we'll have Fred Perdue with us to preview the annual festivities. So sit back, relax, bust it up again with your brothers. In the war room, the greatest man cave in the history of oxygen. Episode 677 starts now. You can get in on the conversation Signing in right now to the Bodyhood chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room, or you could join us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever. Um, you can do that at War Room Sports. We'll also be taking your calls in about 30 minutes on the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That number is 323-410-0012. So, you know, me and B about to Jada and Styles this uh, until we get on a, a special guest. And then, you know, Jada Styles, Eric Sermon, P, uh, Prodigy Havoc, whatever, man. You know, Run, DMC, whatever, man. But what's up, fam? Jay Hood. Jay Hood, before we whooped his ass. (laughs) Before. Hey, listen, man. Did you hear about the boy Price from from the Fugees? He fitting to get roofed. (laughs) I don't even understand. I don't even totally understand the story. I've heard the story, and I've actually heard rumors of it years ago. Like, but my question is, why did Chinese ball give him a hundred million? What do you think probably going to do? I really don't know, man. But ball is like a whole enemy <laughs> of the state. He got, I mean, he got found guilty on like a lot of them charges, espionage, and and all kinds of stuff, man. All kinds of stuff. I'm actually trying to find something. Um, about it now, yeah, they said, you know, he was accused in a multi-million dollar political conspiracy spanning two presidencies and was convicted Wednesday after a trial that included testimony ranging from actor Leonardo DiCaprio to former U.S. Attorney General Jeff Sessions. Yeah, and he was found guilty of 10 charges 
I believe, including conspiracy, witness tampering, all kinds of crazy stuff. So I don't understand boy, what boy, 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 boy. Yeah, yeah, he 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 finna get roofed. Um, I mean, I guess you kind of gotta you know do some stuff on the side when your bars is weak, but because um, <laughs> uh, he was always the the weak link of the Fugees. But when the Fugees came together, they was just they just made so much great music. You know what I'm saying? It it really didn't matter that pride and and, um, and the other bull uh, weren't that great. Um, as far as bars, why Clef? Why Clef John? Yeah, Clef John. Clef, Clef had so much other talent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he was musically was like, inclined. He was yeah, if my bars weak, at least I'm a bi. Right. I'm a bi. Right. I'm gonna play the guitar. I'm gonna play the drums. I'm gonna play the. I'm gonna play the keyboard. I'm gonna write this music. I'm gonna smash one of the hottest women that ever walked the face of this earth, and uh, you know, yeah, man, mess her man, mind sure. up and and f this money up. Yeah, man, Prize, did, but they said he included in the ten criminal charges um, was conspiracy, failing to register as an agent of China, and witness tampering. So you know, like I said, so, he a whole enemy of the state right now. So he's I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go ahead and, and I'm gonna go ahead and get my uh, Prince of Pan Africanism on and just blame it on the fact that he's Haitian. I say that the white man is pooping on on the Haitian brothers as they usually do. Somebody call nine one one because my brother Price <laughs> is drawling. All right, man, let's get into this because we got a lot to cover since this draft is tonight. But before we get started, y'all know what it is. We just want to remind you that whether you're with us live or not. At any time on demand, you can still check out archived episodes of our show and all of our partner shows on the War Room Sports Podcast Network, either on either, I'm like either, I sound like the bull, uh, Chief Moose, rest in peace, either on our own website at, at warroomsports.com or on one of the many major podcast listening platforms. So there's never an excuse to miss an episode of the War Room, uh, the Broad Street Line, Tissue in the Tape, John Appetit, On the Couch with the Wilsons, uh, archived episodes of After Further Review and Superstars, everything that's on our network. Come on, man. Y'all know what it is. But listen, we're going to do things a little bit different this evening. We're going to go backwards on our usual docket because, of course, like I said, we gotta, we're going to cap everything off with this NFL draft talk. So we're going to start you off with this date in sports history, which is brought to you by Sports the Book. Uh, if you guys are tired of reading the same old sports book and watching these same old sports shows with the same old lists, Rankings, imaginary starting lineups, GOAT debates, and all sorts of subjective information being passed off as facts. Be sure to pick up your copy of Sports. It's an acronym. Stay with me, people. Smart people only read the sports. Now, go back and spell the word sports if you can, if you're not illiterate, and see what we did there. It's a mixture of sports and hip-hop culture to keep you on the edge of your seat. It'll keep you laughing like you're watching a comedy special because we know. You know, we always got to be entertaining in whatever we do, even when we're being serious. So just go to sportsthebook.com or warroomsports.com. Where you get your copy from, just make sure you don't miss the movement. All right. This date in sports history, April 27th, 1983, Nolan Ryan struck out his 3,509th batter, passing Walter Johnson to become the MLB strikeout king. You hear that, B? 300. 500, I mean, I'm sorry, 3,509 
batter struck out. However, he finished his 27-year career. 27 years he did this. He finished with 5,714 strikeouts. I don't think anybody's ever going to mess with Nolan Ryan's strikeout record. Shout out to Nolan. To this date in history where he shattered the record, well, I'm sorry, where he broke the record, but then went on in later years to completely shatter, have a whole nother stomp out, have a whole nother career, right? Powderize the record. So shout out to Nolan Ryan, man. That's a lot. Nolan Nolan Ryan's numbers are the equivalent of Jerry Rice in football. It's like you know how you get to that ten thousand yard receiving line and you know the conversation starts to happen about hall of fame and how great you were in the pantheon and it's like ten thousand yards a thousand twelve thousand then you go look at jerry's numbers and you just like yo i'm gonna go ahead and stop talking right now that's how <laughs> nolan ryan's numbers are as a pitcher because he's had like two hall of fame careers he's so good like number wise and y'all know me because everyone listening, our loyal listeners, know that I don't know the first goddamn thing about baseball. But now what I'm going to go ahead and do is whenever baseball comes up, I'm just going to say Manny Ramirez, Barry Bonds, Bryce Harper, and Nolan Ryan. And that's going to be my contribution <laughs> to, the, to the conversation. Because Dev and Jimmy are going to say their names. Just say their names. Just say their names. Just say their names. And that's just – and Aaron Judge – I mean, if y'all haven't noticed, that's what, that's what, you know, that's what B already does. So anytime y'all hear all that, y'all wonder like why he just saying random names like that. So the extent and, of his and sometimes knowledge. I throw Mariano uh, Mariano Rivera in because I thought what he kind what he did was kind of incredible. Like my man just come in and throw the seven, seven most important pitches of the game, and then leave and go get a big check, <laughs> then roll out right, get a huge check <laughs> and, a, and a lot of lot of kitty cat. Um, all right, so um. While y'all were on the grind is brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies. If you or your business need a custom website, and I know a lot of y'all do because I've been to some of y'all pages that you made up by yourself on Wix or or, or on uh, that other job. Um, I mean, we got some some network stuff going on there, but we don't call them websites. Uh, I don't know, whatever that is. But y'all need a dynamic, professional, most of all, an affordable custom website solution. We know where you can get that. You can get that at Digital Extreme Technologies. No need to break the bank for an effective online presence. High quality results driven websites at incredibly affordable prices. And yes, financing financing options are available. Just visit digitalextremetech.com or call 267-205-4203. And if you want those discount rates, just be sure to tell them the homies at War Room Sports sent you. Um, check out our website. We have a digital extreme tech website. The website is very nice and functional. Y'all might see some old information because we do a terrible job at, you know, lately of, uh, you know, updating. Um, so if we got some flash ads about congratulating the NBA champion and it's like the bubble champions are bad. All right. So listen, <laughs> D Wade, Dwayne Wade has moved his family out of Florida, B. Austin, and this is because of Florida's ever-growing policies that are pretty much against the LGBTQ community. Now, we know D-Wade's daughter, who was born D-Wade's son, um, is a big part of their lives. So, you know, Dwayne Wade pretty much said, I'll do anything, everything in my hands to protect my family which includes moving his family 
out of Florida. Now, you know, uh, Governor DeSantis down there holds some really, really old school values when it comes to a lot of things, sexuality, race, you know, all kinds of stuff. And a lot of people, you know, the folks of Florida seem to be taken to that. So if you have, you know, something about you or your family that you feel is against what the governor of Florida stands for, and you have to do so, I can understand getting up out of this state. Like if I were black, I'd get up out of that state. <laughs> but if, 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 you know, myself or anybody in my family was in the LGBTQ plus community, I'd get up out of that state. Um, if you were black and you don't want to be subjected to slavery in the next 10 years, I'd get up out of that state because <laughs> I think they're just going backwards down there in Florida. So uh, you got any thoughts on this before we move on? Um, I got to choose my, choose my, uh, my words carefully as we are in a time of cancel culture. Um, times opposite ends of a spectrum are equally wrong or equally right. DeSantis is on one end of the spectrum and he is very, very wrong, obviously. Yeah. yeah. He expanded the, 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 the quote-unquote "don't say gay" bill. Like, boy, I don't yeah, care. Yeah, that's that's absolutely that's absolutely asinine, and it is morally wrong in my best estimations. And what? I, however, however, I've listened to us long enough to know I do not, in any way, shape, fashion, or form, stand with. I certainly don't stand behind, because. Gabrielle stands behind, and where's the dunk? Um, I do not stand with, behind, or beside Dwayne Wade, Dwayne Wade's decisions, nor what he and Gabrielle Union have done to that little human being that they are responsible for as parents, uh, nor the way Dwayne Wade has robbed his former wife and child's mother of her parental rights and, and ties to the said child. Um, so I, that's a much longer dialogue and conversation that we're surely willing to have. Uh, but, yes, Ron DeSantis is out of pocket um, because I feel like a lot of what he does actually attacks the humanity of that group of people, and that's completely wrong. So that's a way of, of giving you my, my thoughts. Okay. We ain't, I ain't rocking. Well, in, in more Florida news, um, you know, the Florida um, prep school powerhouse IMG Academy is uh, has been sold for $1.25 billion to, uh, to a private equity group, BPEA EQT, which is uh, based in Hong Kong. Uh, it was previously owned by the Endeavor Group, the same Endeavor Group Holdings, the same company that owns the UFC. I believe they just recently purchased the WWE. Um, so they've they, they've purchased some big things, and then they've uh, they've certainly sold one of their bigger holdings, uh, 1.25 billion dollars. Uh, we know about IMG Academy, like you know, that it, it's a Powerhouse prep school, right? Um, 
friend of mine, whose son is a, is a great left-handed pitcher, did his senior year down at IMG Academy. Um, anybody who thinks they're everybody, <laughs> as far as sports are concerned, you know, that's a, a place where, you know, it has to be on your short list of either prep school or just, you know, doing high school if you can afford it. Um, because the thing is, it costs a nice grip to go there, and there's not much in the way of scholarships being handed out there because everybody there is an elite athlete. Um, so, yeah, they're now owned by uh, a Hong Kong uh, private equity group, and they were purchased for $1.25 billion. B, why is there so much money in youth sports? <laughs> Um, because as with everything else, as with everything else, um, in this country of America, there's a marketplace. You can sell anything. You can education, healthcare, uh, entertainment, you know, uh, all of it, all of those, everything that could be misconstrued as, I guess, institutional infrastructure where the growth, development, or betterment, or healing of people can be sold and is sold. And so this should not be surprising. Youth sports, huge business, not really too much about the development and growth of the youth, and uh, all about the money that can be made. Listen, IMG Academy's boarding student tuition, as of right now, 2023, is up to 84400 uh, annual for for boarding students and sixty eight thousand dollars for day students. That's IMG Sheesh. Academy. Yo. Sheesh. <laughs> they're, 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 oh, by the way, their enrollment is north of five hundred people. Right. See, and like I was saying, that's the crazy part because anybody there, if you were just going to, you know, most other private or Catholic high schools in the country, you'd be there on scholarship. Anybody there is probably leaving there to get a full scholarship from, you know, a Division One university. So they're like, no, you're going to pay to go here. So that's why I said, you know, today's youth sports and what we see going to the professionals, especially in like the basketball ranks, it's different. Because back in the day, people, it was their meal ticket to get a Division One scholarship and possibly make it to the league. Now, all we see is, like, second-generation NBA players and, you know, because you got to have money to do this now. <laughs> like, the, the lower class is being left out of all of this stuff now because AAU sports and, and every sport, basketball, soccer, stuff costs so much. You're pretty much pricing the folks out who used to be the ones grinding to get their, their folks out of the financial oh, yeah. situation that they were in. Oh, yeah. So now my, my, you're seeing a whole different, too, uh, you know, people go to the NBA and they get interviewed and they can speak English now. And <laughs> they, yeah, they can talk. They, it's, it's not a lot they of don't have as They don't have as many single moms. Uh, you know, there's, right. there's two parent homes. Dads at the drafts now. Dads, like, it's, it's, yeah, it's man. Different. Well, different out here. Uh, IMG, uh, IMG enrollment. Is uh, IMG enrollment is one thousand forty. So if you extrapolate that back over the tuition, that's about eighty eight eighty eight million a year that they bring in. 
They've got some scholarships there. They got off, some day students. Just off tuition. But just off that, yeah, they make money. They probably other got ways. boosters like a college. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. So you figure they're making a hundred million a year, basically. Yeah, pretty much. They're making a hundred million a year, and that campus is beautiful, by the way. All right. So, um, in college football news, man, Colorado University of Colorado players. Um, about 18 of them entered the transfer portal on Monday. Um, I hear all in all 51, 51 Colorado football players have entered um, the transfer portal since Coach Prime got there, and they lost a commit this week. Um, one of their higher commits decommitted to the university. Um, what's up with the mass exodus? Now, I know when P- Coach Prime came in, he told a lot of those dudes, like, you know, I'm going to need you all to hop up into that portal. But do you think when he said that to them, did, did, he, did, you, did he think 51 players and counting were going to hop into that portal? Because what I see is a mixture. Uh-huh. Probably most of these dudes are dudes he wanted to go. Some yeah. of these people are just kids who really don't like what's going on there now. And then, like I said, you have the issue of, of the uh, decommit um, from high prospects. So what, what do you see so, going so, on at the university? Is this a good thing for him or is this a bad thing? And we, and, we, and we pride ourselves on being objective. We pride ourselves on being objective. Dev, Dev has his feelings about Coach Prime. I have my feelings about Coach Prime. Uh, Blueprint has his feelings about Coach Prime. Some of those feelings intersect and are the same. Some are a little different. But here's what I'll say. That has been historically losing over the last decade or more. So a new a new regime comes in, and he didn't recruit any of those players. A college program carries about 85 players, uh, sometimes up to 90. And you got to cut down for your active roster during season time to that 85 number. So off-season spring ball, you have anywhere from 90 to 95 kids in a losing program that he didn't recruit. So to expect anything less than a third of those kids to look to hop out of there would be ridiculous, I believe. So so while the number is definitely high and seems high, I'm not surprised, and I think this is a – but because of who doesn't matter if he sneezes. Dion's going to play Ripple across the way he gets on a golf cart and rides across campus. You know, obviously he put on a cowboy hat, and that's the news, right? So they're going to report on what he's doing, but it's a losing program. He's coming in to clean house, and I think he's putting the pressure on himself to make it a winning program within 24 months. So I would expect for him to get rid of or for at least a third of those kids to go up to half. And at this case, it looks like it's about half of the team is leaving. Um, and, and he's going to fill those slots. I don't believe he'll have any trouble at all getting, you know, three and four star recruits in there to turn that around. College football is far more about talent than it is coaching and strategy and, 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 tactics and, and play call. It's about the talent. There's, there's several transfers who's kind of calling him out. Um, mm-hmm. On Twitter, after being denied access to their own film. Now, here's one guy, Zachary mm-hmm. Courtney. He's 
folks yep. want to recruit me, I'm sorry, but I will not be able to get y'all my film from my practices last season since I'm not allowed to have it because the head coach at CU won't allow it. This is very unlucky, and if you have any questions, just text me. And then somebody followed it up, followed it up and said, uh, we all need our film. Then there was a, a kid, I know for a fact this kid is black, um, his name is Travis Gray. He's the son of Lamar Gray, who was an outside linebacker on the 1990 national championship team. Um, he revealed how blunt Deion Sanders was when he actually cut him. And this is a quote. He said, he told me, you're six foot eight, 320 pounds. I know in my heart of hearts, the school is going to pick you up in the portal when you enter. <laughs> when you enter. I hope you have a great future. It just won't be here in Colorado. So, that's why I was saying, I'm thinking, you know, a lot of these players, he wants to get up out of here. But when you look at that number 51, I'm like, I know some of those guys are probably guys that are like, well, I'm going to be loyal to some of my brothers, or I don't like how he's doing my brothers. I don't like bluntness of it all. You know, Dion told y'all when he came in, I'm coming with my own, you know, I'm going to need some of y'all to jump in that portal because I'm coming with my own luggage and it's Louie. Um, but I'm thinking, you know, some of this Louis luggage that he got coming in might have some pieces that could be good to the team leaving out. That's just that's a lot of damn players, man. It's a lot of players. But you said you think it's a good thing. Um, yeah, I I I I hear you. I agree. It's a lot of players and one could make the argument, hey, man, Dion, if you're such a great coach, can't you just coach him up to that two responses you're six foot eight you're 320 and you are part of a team that was one and eight actually one and eleven overall nobody up college football is about talent. right you got to recruiting recruiting and talent so now i made that statement you swiftly corrected it to what it really is so we know we ain't coaching them up so you six eight and 320 on a one and eleven team yeah you you can't rock with me you got but i'm also go to but there's also the thought, though, okay, you got 51 people in the portal, and we're already past National Signing Day. So it's like, how are you going to fill these gaps with good players when most of the good players have already signed? Or is he just going to go snatch some people up, you know, make, tell some people, if you want to come rock with me, jump up in that portal, and, I, and I'll grab you. It has to be something, and it has to be something that's done quickly because I know for a fact that he didn't want to lose all of these dudes because I remember we were talking last week about one of his receivers who was absolutely balling at their spring game, and then he yeah. jumped up into the portal. So, I mean, I'm, some, I'm some of those sure. people were probably using that spring game to get some attention um, if they could possibly, yeah. you know, garner any from that, but – Hundred percent, hundred percent. I'm I'm looking at this as no, he didn't want to lose them all, but I'm also looking at what do you, whatever he feels, whatever Deion Sanders puts on the field for this coming season, do you feel as though he? I'm asking. What? Say that again. He, whatever he puts on the field. Whatever he puts on the field, whatever he puts on the field, do you feel he can turn it into a four or five win season? Um, I mean, I I, I guess 
because I mean Colorado mm-hmm. is playing in the Pac-12 now. Pac-12, it ain't you know. <laughs> it don't really seem the Pac-12 doesn't seem like a super difficult conference to build something in. So you know, four or five wins. Five, five wins. Eh, five wins is a four hundred is a four hundred percent improvement over where they were last. Year. Why he came? He didn't come there to have a four win team. What I'm saying is I see him making marked improvement. Okay, you go to four or five wins next season. The following season, or not. And that's and that, I think that's the the building trajectory that he's hoping for. Dion ain't there to take five years to get to to a winning season. We know that, but I think he can stand. Nor will they, nor will they can, allow him to be there for five nor years. Nor will they not. allow. Yeah, yeah. He's still After black. Hype. But I, I see him. Your percent improvement going to four. I don't know five if everybody wins. else hear that, but you keep going out. Um. Oh. All right, so let's move because we ain't supposed to spend that much time on that stuff. Just a little bit, a few more things that happened while I was on the grind. Ime Udoka, um, he has been hired as head coach of the Houston Rockets, so he got himself a new gig. And your man Phil Jackson says that he pretty much stopped watching basketball after the the protests in the bubble in 2020 when people were wearing stuff like justice and unity on the back of their jerseys. Um, this is some of the stuff he had to say. Um, he was a, he was on a recent podcast episode of Catcher uh, Grammaton with with Rick Rubin. Um, yeah. So he said he said that I don't know. He said the decision to allow players to wear social social justice slogans on their jerseys during the 2020 postseason in response to George Floyd's death in May 2020 is pretty much why he, you know, why he stopped watching the game. Quote, he said, they even had slogans on the floor, on the line. It was catering. It was trying to cater to an audience or trying to bring a certain audience into play, and they didn't know it was turning other people off. He said, I watched some of the game evolve and decided they went into the lockdown year, and they did something that was kind of wanky. Um, they did the bubble down in Orlando, and the teams that could qualify went down there and stayed down there. And they had things on their back like justice. And I made a little funny thing. Justice went to the basket, and equal opportunity just knocked them down. So my grandkids thought that was pretty funny to play up to those names. I couldn't watch that. So what are your thoughts on this? Because Scottie Pippen tried to tell us that Phil Jackson was racist, but the reason nobody listened to Scotty is because – Scotty was only saying Phil Jackson was racist because he put Tony Kukoc, he called the play for Tony Kukoc while Scotty Pippen was supposed to be the number one option on the team that year. So Scotty was really looking out for Scotty and trying to get headlines for Scotty. But now, and, and plus Scotty later walked those comments back saying, you know, I was tripping when I said that. We know Scotty's the most confused professional, former professional athlete in the history of the world right now. Um, with saying stuff and then walking it back and then saying different things. But there might be some credence into his thought process, not necessarily his reasoning. What's your thoughts on Phil Jackson? And does this surprise you or, you know, were you never fooled by Phil Jackson? First and foremost, you know, at our age, nothing should really surprise us any longer in this world of sports and entertainment. Uh, no, I'm, I'm aware of, of Phil's leanings, and no, it doesn't surprise me. But there are three three points of irony, irony 
that I would like to point out. Phil Jackson, during his playing career in younger years, was known as a liberal Wait, hippie. wait, wait. Three points? Uh, Michael Jordan? Three. Shaquille O'Neal, Kobe Bryant. That's the three points of irony. Because <laughs> <laughs> black people made well, your no, life, Phil. But go ahead. They're three, they're three black men that were comfortable functioning within the framework of white supremacy for its benefit to them. And I don't say that with any indictment of their character because of it. That's just the world we lived in. And they chose to play professional sports at the highest level. And they became almost like Jay's song. I'm not black. I'm OJ. I'm not black. I'm Michael Jordan. I'm not black. I'm Kobe. I'm not black. I'm Shaq. We know Shaq feels that way, but nevertheless, I digress. Um, Number one, Phil himself at one point in time, Phil at one time was a bleeding heart liberal himself. So when it suited him to be about, quote, unquote, social justice and a deadhead, you know, follower of the Grateful Dead, that's what Phil was. But now fast forward to this day and age when it's about the strife and inhumanity to African-American folks, people, his position is reminiscent of what a lot of white moderate white supremacists and racist white folks do. If they can't identify with it as being racist, if they can't identify it as being prejudiced, then they say, basically, come on, sit down and shut up. You're, you're multimillionaire black men playing in a league. You're privileged to make wealth. Stop complaining. Matter of fact, all of you black folks, you're in a country that allows you to work, that allows you to, to gain wealth and riches. You should turn a blind eye to the social injustices of your brothers and sisters and stop bellyaching, right? So that's one of the things that I feel as though is quite common, especially in this day and age, with the way that racism and white supremacy take shape. It's not in your face all the time. Obviously, there's still cases of that. But white people will only acknowledge racism and injustice when it's directly in front of them, when it's so heinous that they can't deny it. But other than that, it's an inconvenient conversation that they're uncomfortable having. They don't want to have it, and they'd rather point to the good and how we're moving away from those times and why are you continuing to bitch and moan and complain. So Phil Jackson is representative of most, I would say. So this isn't shocking or surprising at all. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, what, what people really feel versus what they do for a living and who they have to depend on to do what they do for a living, you know, that stuff never aligns because it's like it's a capitalistic society and you're going to do what you have to do, work with who you have to work with to get that money. And I'm not saying anything like Phil hates black people or anything like that, but it's very insensitive for him to one, make jokes about, you know, what they were trying to accomplish, um, you know, with the players down. I mean, was was the NBA pandering? Hell yeah, the NBA was pandering. But if you don't feel that they have to pander to the people that make up 87 to 90% of their, you know, multi-billion dollar league, then you're crazy. And the fact that just because, you know, the players were down there trying to 
be seen doing something for social justice in the midst of a black man being killed by police, you know, on video, the fact that that turns you off from the game that you love, that says a lot about your character. So, you know, pretty much fuck you, Phil Jackson. Um, and we can move on from that. Um, so, sure. yeah, and 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 that's pretty much uh, everything that happened this week while you guys were on the grind. So let's get into these hot topics for a few minutes before we get Fred on to, to break down the NFL draft, or at least we're going to have him break down the first round of the NFL draft and then talk to us about a little, you know, a few more things we have questions about. But hot topics are brought to you by my bookie. War Room family, it's time for you to make some money. Sports betting in my bookie. If you still haven't checked them out, it's time to stop playing. Stop wasting time. Time to place a bet. Lay down some money on all the biggest games in sports by joining the War Room and thousands of other online players. Placing bets at mybookie.ag. You can even jump on right now and play some prop bets on the NFL draft. No excuses when you win. You get your money fast with no hassle. They even have in-game live betting so you can place wagers a little bit after the game starts. So join now. MyBookie will make 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. Just use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, one word, to activate the offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, get paid. That's all there is to it. All right, so NBA playoffs real quick. We're just going to update you. You know, we're not going to go in-depth about some of this stuff, but be, you know, feel free to jump in if you have a thought about any of these series. Um, the number one seed in the East, the Milwaukee Bucks, have been defeated by the eighth seed, uh, the Heat, the Miami Heat, four games to one. Uh, we know Giannis was, was dealing with an injury for much of this series. Uh, did he miss one game or two games in the beginning of this series? Uh, I think he missed a game. Um, he came back. His numbers were what you expect Giannis's numbers to be in the playoffs, but he did some stuff in this closeout game. Um, he was afraid of that free throw line. He missed 13 free throws, and at the end of the game, after winning a jump ball, he kind of played hot potato with the ball and turned it over, You know, and that was pretty much all she wrote. They could not contain Jimmy Butler. He turned into who? LeBron. Mid-career. They could not contain Jimmy Butler. In the the final two games of the series, Jimmy Butler went for a Miami Heat playoff career high of 56 points. No other player in Heat history has dropped in a playoff game. Um, He dropped 56, and in the closeout game, he dropped 42. Now, I heard some conversations around this because people were saying, oh, that's probably the most impressive Heat playoff performance of all time. I still beg to differ. Um, 42 points that Dwayne Wade put up in game three against the Dallas Mavericks when it was, you know, him and Shaq and, and those guys, not the LeBron years. I still think that, you know, Dwayne Wade performance, putting that team on his for that game and the ones to come, I still hold that probably in the highest esteem of Miami playoff performances. But, yo, what's up with your man, Jimmy Buckets? What's up with your man, Jimmy Buckets? <laughs> in the grand, in the grand scheme of things, in the grand scheme of things, for me, uh, and, and, and I think for you as well, 
what Jimmy Buckets represents on a basketball really is everything that I'm about. Uh, When it comes down to competitive greatness, when it comes down to just competing, when it comes down to being being sturdy, which that's you know that's become a, a a new buzzword and colloquial term amongst our youth. Sturdy, mm-hmm. yo, He's Jimmy sturdy. Bucket is, is 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 underrated, man. Jimmy about, is underrated. What about when it Jimmy comes to Tunk. putting extensions in his hair and getting fake locks? Well, that that goes <laughs> in the Russell Westbrook category of ridiculous. There and he's still of a of a younger generation, so he he's prone to do some corny shit. Which that that you know extensions in your hair, you know he still he still dates white women. He still uh, is from the Midwest, so I, I'll give him his his pass. But yo, dude, dude, dude is a dude is incredible on 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 talent that I would say he's super talented. But he's in that talent block below some of the superstars per se. But don't tell him that, yo. Because on any given night, yo, Jimmy, yo, Jimmy, will go for it, man. Now and remember, Jimmy. Coach Budenhauser, Hauser, however you say his name, um, who's probably gonna lose his job this week. Um, a lot of us had criticism for him prior to the Bucks act winning. Um, the championship a few years ago. I know Jimmy criticized him a lot, nicknamed him Wold, W-O-A-L, worst on any level. Um, but there was a lot of pushback on that because, you know, it's hard to keep saying stuff like that after somebody wins a championship, even if you're watching with context and you're not really giving the coach the credit for, for doing so. Now, let me tell you, in this series, the the Milwaukee Bucks were plus 43 through three quarters of every game in this series, but they were minus 56 in the fourth quarter um, when you total it all up. Like, that has to be something, like, that's a trend that you have to put on the coach. Like, what is the coach not doing in these situations? One of the things that he wasn't doing in this one um, the way he was playing Jimmy Butler, like everybody was switching everything. Um, and and when they switched everything, everybody was going under the screen. So Jimmy was killing that. Like if you're going under the screen, he'd stop and, you know, pull up for a jump shot and make you pay. But with this switch everything mentality that they do in the NBA, you can pretty much go and pick your own matchups. And Jimmy was just picking the matchups he won. You got one of the best green, defensive green guards. Hunting. You probably have the best defensive guard in the in the in the league with Drew Holiday, and Drew was on him for for a good amount of time, and and Jimmy was just in a zone. But a lot of those times, you're getting Drew switched off of him because you can just pick who you want to guard you on any given play because of how coaches are coaching the game, and and Coach Bud didn't do a good job, so he looks more like the coach that we were thinking he was before they won that chip, you know, before Giannis was superhuman and that team just did what they did. So I don't know if he's going to keep his job, um, but we'll see. Nick Nurse got fired. He just won a championship with Toronto a few years back. So um, not a lot of patience going on right now. Um, The Celtics, the two seed in the East, are leading the seven seed three games to two. Trey Young hit a game winner. Uh, the other night 
from the logo that kept them in the series. And that was a good thing for our hometown Sixers because Joel Embiid, of course, has a supposedly has a sprained LCL. And by Trey doing that, he gave the Sixers two more days of rest because had they gone out in game five, Sixers-Celtics would start on Saturday. Now, no matter what happens, the second-round series between the Sixers and whoever comes out of that series will start on Monday. Thank you, Ice Trey. I know B. Austin really disrespected you on on air last week, but we appreciate, you know, <laughs> all that you do for, for our Sixers. Yeah, man, bring your, um, bring, your, bring, your little ass, bring your little ass up 95. We man. prefer to play you. No, yeah, we definitely and, prefer uh, that. So game six is tonight. You know, hopefully he can pull – shout out to Hank, a.k.a. Billy Bage. He said, you know, he hoping Trey could pull something else out of his diaper bag tonight <laughs> and, and 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 get another win. But, you know, I'm like, I'm praying that he can get two wins because I don't care how we get it. I just want to get it. I just want to get that trophy. So I don't care if we got to punk out and play against the Atlanta Hawks instead of the Boston Celtics. Let's do it. I ain't on that. I ain't on that big, rough and tough. I want to play the best of the best of the best to get there, sir. No, man, whatever, no. whatever. I ain't trying to see Jalen Brown. Toronto and, and got the greatest them. circumstances when they won a couple of Warriors championships. They got the greatest circumstances with injuries and you know teams that's not supposed to be there being there. So let's let's see. Let's let's do what we got to do. Uh, the Lakers in the bubble got the, some good circumstances. Like they weren't supposed to be playing on Miami Heat that season in the championship, but that's how it happened. So um, the Nets, the Sixers, the aforementioned Sixers, the three seed, defeated the number six seed Brooklyn Nets four games to zero, and the four seed Cavs were defeated by the number five seed Knicks four games to one in five. Knicks fans are absolutely bugging right now. They are, like, filling the streets outside of the garden and people are climbing on poles. You would think that the Knicks right. won their first right. championship since 1973 and they just got out of the first round. Like, right. Knicks fans got to be stopped right now. They got to be stopped right Yo, now. <laughs> my respect level for their fandom is beneath the toilet. Like, yo, what is wrong with y'all? Yeah. What is wrong with I mean, you? they're going to have... They're gonna have. Um, <laughs> it's gonna be a decent series, Knicks Knicks versus Heat. That's gonna be a, a really nice series. So I can't wait to come back and talk about, you know, what's going on in that series. Uh, come next week, it's, it's, it should be a good one. You know, the Knicks are a team that's kind of turning the corner. But this is another thing. Like they're they're getting lucky. Like they don't have to play the Milwaukee Bucks. They get to play the Miami Heat. So. It's a toss-up at this point. You know, it's the eighth seed against the fifth seed. So everything's playing out well for them. And if it keeps going like this, their fans are going to be super unbearable. But we'll see. Let's go to the West real quick before we get Fred on and get the football. Um, The Nuggets, the number one seed in the West, defeated the Timberwolves, the number eight seed, four games to one. the number two seed Grizzlies trail the seven seed Lakers three games to two. Uh, the big part of that whole thing, um, it seemed like everything kind of started to fall apart after Dylan Brooks made his comments about LeBron last week. A lot of LeBron's minions took that personal. 
So I think they're out there playing for him right now because the Lakers are playing at a level that you haven't seen from those role players um, throughout this whole season. So uh, the Grizzlies came back in game five and got a a blowout win to to force a game six. Game six will be in L.A. Um, How do you think this is going to end? You think they're going to finish them? You think the Lakers are going to finish them in game six? Or do you think – the Grizzlies are going to get one on the road and force it to a game seven. Once we get to game seven, that'll be in Memphis if that's a game seven. So who knows what's going to happen, but how do you think it's going to play out? Um, I'm going to give LeBron the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to give him the top 10 of all time. And I'm not saying he's in the top, he's, he's in the top five, but just a top 10 player almost no matter what stage of career, unless you're Kareem at the end or Tim Duncan at the end, we know LeBron is far from that. He's above that. Even though he's not LeBron of his prime, I feel like he's got enough gas in the tank to will that Lakers team to a victory because beyond Ja, beyond Ja, there's some talent on that Memphis squad. But not, I mean, there's a lot of talent, but they're that, missing – they're missing significant. Yeah. You know, they're 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 without Stephen Adams. Um, you know, that's a that's an underrated loss in my that's opinion. Good. You know, Aquaman strong as an ox. Like you need him in a series like this because you can throw different bodies at Anthony Davis. Um, right now, yeah. Jaron Jackson Jr. You know has that responsibility mostly to himself. Um, I personally. Because you, when you think about it in terms of how the series has to go, it seems like a super daunting task for the Memphis Grizzlies because, first of all, you've got to beat them three straight times to win this series after you know, they smacked you two in the series. And you have to go into L.A., which is going to be a hard place to play to win game six just to take it back to game seven. But I'm going to go on a limb here because everybody's already given this series to L.A., I think Memphis is going to come back and win this series. I think they're going to win the three straight games. I think they're going to go into Memphis. I mean, they're going to go into L.A., which is going to be a very tough game. They're going to get a close one in L.A., and then when they get back to Memphis, I think they might run away with a game seven. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, I don't have the utmost confidence in that that prediction, but that's what I'm choosing right now. Um, And then you got the number three seed. Uh, Sacramento Kings now trailing the Warriors. When we talked about this last week, they were up 2-0 on the Warriors. Um, De'Aaron Fox, they're they're trailing the Warriors 3-2 now. De'Aaron Fox has a broken finger that he's playing through, Um, but the Kings have showed some inexperience down the stretch of some of these games, particularly game four. Um, Golden State did everything they could in their possibility. everything that was possible to give this game to the Kings and the Kings played like an 11 U team down the stretch and just wouldn't take it. I mean, Jordan Poole plays on a team with NBA legends, future hall of famers, but he still thinks that it's his job to carry them. And, you know, he beat a man in late game situations and he was shooting them out of game four, but the, the Sacramento Kings just would not take the gift that Jordan Poole was trying to give them. Um, Steph made some mistakes down the stretch of that, called a Weber timeout that they didn't have, got a technical foul. Do you think at this point with a 3-2 deficit 
you think the Kings are cooked? Because they have to go back into, or not Oracle, because it's no longer Oracle. Okay. They have to go into uh, Golden State and win a game six to force a game seven to, to, to win this series, which would make them have to beat the defending champs three times in a row. Think that's possible only, in Sacramento? Only, only based on their youth is the reason I'm going with the Warriors. The Warriors have revealed some cracks in their armor, not the least of which is Jordan Poole. He's, he's very talented, but he will shoot you in, and I think it's obvious he's shown he will you out and yo dude dude i i yo i don't like dude man i think he's talented but i don't like him. I, I, and and steph listen say the good thing Steph is one of my all-time favorite players steph will get a little cavalier and steph will try things i think that's why you have to have the discipline and the execution around stuff to allow him the leeway and latitude to try things because he will catch magic in a bottle. He's not what I would consider a volume shooter. So he's not a guy where he's going to put up, you know, 25 shots and miss, you know, double digits of them on a regular basis. But, you know, he will, he will he'll try some passes that he probably shouldn't. He'll take some dumb shots, but He's the greatest shooter of all time. He has license say, to he, do that. He, he can do that. He definitely has license. To yeah, do that, he's, a, so. he's allowed to. Jordan Poole is not. So on an off night, if Jordan Poole is off and still gunning, Steph's a little off. Clay Clay's knee goes in and out. When Clay's knee is right, he's still capable of giving you forty. Like he, he they've got what it takes from an experience standpoint, and I believe that's going to shine through. But they they got some weaknesses, dog. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't see them repeating. I don't see them repeating. But not possible. Yeah, I don't see them repeating. But you know, things are shaping up crazy. You never know. You never know. Let's get this quote of the week and stat of the week out of the way. We're gonna get Fred on the line and we're gonna get into this football talk. So, oh, I'm sorry. One more series. Uh, The Suns defeated the number five seed Clippers four games to one. I miss uh, most of the series. Uh, Found out he has a torn meniscus. Yeah, yeah. Kawhi Leonard's hurt. What's new? Um, Paul George missed the series. Paul George is hurt. What's new? Um, Russell Westbrook actually played very well, but there just wasn't enough with him. It was like Russell Westbrook and Norman Powell doing all the scoring, and just wasn't enough, man. So shout out to Russ, you know, because everybody still talks crazy about Russ. Um, But he did. Salute to Storm and Norman. He came over there playing with the the Glass family. He played with the Glass Mm -hmm. family. Family does. They miss games, miss series. Um, so our quote of the week, two words. It was two words last week. Last week it was, he's old. This week is, I'm out. And that's the same person. That's Dylan Brooks. After the second loss in this series to the Lakers, he decided to tell the media, I'm out, and declined his media access after the game. So it's like, you sit here and you talk all of this about the king, and, and, and when they come back and they beat you for two games, and you're playing analytically, analytically as the worst player in this series. Now, I'm not one of those people. I'm, for LeBron's sake, going to jump on and pile on to Dylan Brooks because Dylan Brooks is a decent basketball player. Dylan Brooks is a is a very good role player, a very good defensive player. 
he is a big part of of why that Memphis team is successful. But he's played like trash in this series, especially after opening his mouth um, about LeBron. Um, everything just hasn't gone his way since then. So if you're going to yap like there's some losses, you can't turn off the yap. Like, like you got to go face that music, my dude. Like you, you got to be, you got to be better than that. You got any quick thoughts on that? Because we we really got to move on. But yeah, he showed. You know, like if you're gonna talk like that, then like somebody like me, all right, I'm gonna accept that. If that's how you go at all times, when the going gets tough and everybody's on your don't head, front, recover what you said, runner. and now how you're playing, you can't punk out. Can't punk out now, dog. <laughs> All right, let's move on then. Stat of the week. Since 2015, 27 NBA games have drawn over 14 million viewers. Steph Curry was featured in all 27 of those games. Can you say face of the league? Baby face of the league. So shout out to Steph for being that dude. Um, Truth be told, you know, a lot of those games, were postseason games, and I think a lot of those games were against LeBron. So I think a lot of that has, you know, is, is Steph versus LeBron type stuff. But, you know, Steph was featured in all 27 of those games. So, um, all right, so I know we got some callers on the line, but we're going to get into this football talk before we let y'all on because we can let y'all on, y'all, you know, if y'all have quick questions for Fred or quick comments about the draft. We are not taking long calls tonight. Um, so y'all have to know that. But uh, before we do, we're going to get uh, the War Room Sports College and pro football contributor on the line. We got Fred Purdue out there ready for the draft. This is his wheelhouse. This is besides the opening of college football. The draft is what Fred waits for all year long. What up, Fred? What's going on, man? My God. Your time to shine, underwear. (laughs) Your time to shine. (laughs) What you say? What you say? uh, B, is his time to go left? (laughs) I go left, brother. Get to the right. Go left, no doubt. So, what's up with you, man? You ready for the the festivities starting this evening? Yeah, I'm ready for it. I mean, it's quarterback galore uh, for at least the first probably ten picks. You're gonna see at least. We're gonna see at least three quarterbacks go. Um, All right, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that in a minute. So, um, see, I know I was about to ask Fred B if he got his popcorn ready, but Fred probably don't watch the draft with popcorn. Fred probably watched the draft with with pens and pads and notebooks with a note, with a computers notepad, and a laptop. Hey man, I got a steak on the side. Laptop on the side, okay? Right, right, right. So that's probably how you that's probably how you watch it. Hopefully, he got some snacks there, but you know, you don't want to get you don't want to get popcorn butter all on the computer, all on the notepad. So, all right, so let's jump right into this. Um, the first mm-hmm. thing we want to do, and we don't want to spend a lot of time on this because we got some follow-up questions. Give us a, a quick mock of the first 10 picks or what you think the first 10 picks of this draft is, is going to be. And then I, I definitely got some some questions that I want to follow up on from that. So what's your what's the first ten right. picks of this draft possible? All right. So is this what I would do, or is it what I think will happen? Um, I think it's more interesting to see what you would do. 
Yeah, that's, that's would mostly do. what All we right. do in here. I don't really care what, what's what's actually going to happen because that doesn't make it right because it actually happens. Because some of those teams okay. are going to go back some years from now like, damn, I should have did what this dude told me to do. But um, So tell me, like, what's your top ten mock? Like, what would you do? If All you right, so if it's seasons? me, if it's me, I don't get fired because quarterback is the most important position on the field, right? We know that at least the first two teams on the board had need a quarterback. One has a new head. Both have new head coaches. Both one of them being a defensive-minded coach, and you guys know how I feel about those defensive-minded coaches who do not care about offense. And one's coming from an offensive a team that they care about offense. They just don't want to throw the football much. So one and two, they're quarterbacks. You can interchange these two, but I've been a C.J. Stroud apologist fan for the last two years I said last year going into last year I really liked him coming into this year I said he was my he was my anointed number one overall pick changed my mind no one's changed my mind I don't want a five foot ten quarterback I want a six foot two six foot three quarterback who can process everything on the field I don't care about an s2 record uh, cognition test they're not paid to take tests, as my guy C.J. Stroud says. I am paid to play football. So he is paid to play football with the first pick you have, uh, C.J. Stroud. So you got Carolina, Carolina taking C.J. Stroud. Now, you said you didn't want a 5'10 quarterback, but we know the argument for quarterbacks were between those two guys. So as the GM so, of as a, as the, as GM the, of the GM Houston of the Texans. Uh, Texans, do you take? The 5'10 quarterback. I take the 5'10 quarterback knowing that I build around him. I have weapons there. I have decent defensive pieces there. Will Anderson is very hard to pass up, but when you are lacking a QB, and I mean lacking a QB, and you are very close to being potentially a very good contender for your division, Trevor Lawrence is the only only other quarterback in your division. You got to go catch those Jaguars. Go get your quarterback. Put the second pick. Give me Bryce Young. All right. Uh, third pick, the Arizona Cardinals, another team with a new head coach. Uh, this coach is coming off the defensive side of the ball, though, mm-hmm. from the Philadelphia Eagles. So what do you think? Or you know, what would you do as the Arizona Cardinals? There are two rules to football, right, two simple rules. Go find your – when it comes to drafting, go find the quarterback and go protect him. It's very simple. Very, very simple. If you can do those two things, you can score a ton of points. Um, we have a small quarterback in um, Kyler Murray. Got to go protect that guy, especially after a knee injury. Paris Johnson, six foot seven, three hundred thirty pounds, been a fan of him for so, uh, days in you, high school. You're referring to the Cardinals and what they're yeah, doing. Got to get a fat boy. Got to get a football. No, they need, yeah, they need, they need, a little boy. They need to cut them and take their count their losses. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I, w- right, I, w- I at- was never I'm not big Okay, I'll leave that alone I'm going to leave that alone I'm going to leave that alone Yeah, we'll we'll talk about all that stuff um, We're not good episode, But uh, exciting. number four Indianapolis Colts If I'm the Indianapolis Colts I have a quarterback issue We've gone through a rotating doors of, door of quarterbacks For the last, what? Almost a decade almost whether it was Peyton Manning, whether it was Andrew Luck for a few years, Phillip Rivers, uh, who else, Jacoby Brissett, 
Who Carson else is there? Um, Carson, your your guys' guy, Carson Wentz. Go find me a quarterback. Well, we have two on the board. Really three, but there's really, really only two legit options here. You have the the runner, the big freak quarterback in Anthony Richardson, 6'5", 240, runs around like Cam Newton, can't read, can't. Can't read a defense. He had, never mind. I'm gonna leave that alone because I really had a Floyd Mayweather joke there, but I'm gonna leave that alone. Um, can't read defenses. Um, <laughs> and you have Will Levis, who has a bazooka on his right arm, but at the same time also struggles reading defenses. Um, with that being said, I I feel if I if the quarterback is not the guy and I don't believe in him, I might want to go go. I might want to go defense here and. You have two great options. You have Will Anderson Jr. as well as um, Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter has some issues, so I'm thinking Will Anderson very much in the the mold of a of a Von Miller. So perfect. Okay. Go go out if you're gonna if you're not gonna be able to score a point, go get after somebody's quarterback. All right, the fifth pick is the Seattle Seahawks. They got it from the Denver Broncos. Seattle doesn't need a quarterback. They just paid Geno Smith. Their, you know, Geno Smith's first great year in the NFL. Um, Seattle, who are you taking? Great redemption story, but I'm running to the podium with that card. My Jalen Carter, defensive tackle. We need to put pressure on other teams, stop the run, get after people, uh, get this guy some help mentally but when and, and fix him mentally, support him mentally. Uh, because he's had some things going on, but yeah, he is a beast, and you got to go. You have to go get a, a guy like him. Okay, um, six. Detroit Lions pick from the Los Angeles Rams. Are you picking Detroit again? Again, a very easy one. Now we don't have Aaron Rodgers to worry about. I don't really. I mean, with with him going to New York. Uh, we have. I'm not going quarterback. I'm not going receivers. O line is fine. Um, I, although maybe we can we can work on tackle. Sewell's more of a right guy. I want to stay on the defensive side of the ball. There's a guy in in Minnesota that has been torching us a lot. Justin Jefferson. Go get somebody to cover that guy. Devin Witherspoon, my favorite corner in this class. A guy that likes to tackle. He can get a little grabby every now and then. He can get a little animated after the play. But I want a guy that's a, a scrappy guy. Give me Devin Witherspoon, corner out of Illinois. All right. We got a Las Vegas Raiders fan in the chat room right now. We got Skyview Kevin there. At seven, his Las Vegas Raiders. Who are you taking, Las Vegas? The quarterback position, and I hate doing this to you, but the quarterback position is very important. And if I don't want to be fired, and I don't want to fire my quarterback or my, my offensive coordinator and head coach, um, and send them back to New England for a third stint, I might want to draft a quarterback. Right? Give me Will Levis, the strong arm quarterback. Let him sit behind. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, let him learn what not to do, how not to be just simply a game manager, and unleash him after one season. This guy, this is a pick for 2024, not 2023. All right, at eight, you got the Atlanta Falcons. Are they like that, or are they all in on the Ritter train? (laughs) 
I, I was all in on the Ritter train as a developmental guy in third round, so I'm kind of in on him. Um, but this one's going to this guy's going to stay real close to home. He has a lot of experience playing in the Mercedes Benz Dome. Uh, Nolan Smith, the outside linebacker or what we call edge rusher, University of Georgia. He is a freak athlete, and he's going to be able to do some damage, do some real damage in a place that he knows very well. The ninth pick, the Chicago Bears from Carolina. What you doing, Chicago? Protect Justin Fields at all costs. Let me say it again. Protect Justin Fields at all costs. We have three offensive tackles on the board. We have Broderick Jones from Georgia. We have Darnell Wright, uh, Darnell Wright from Tennessee. And Peter Skaronsky, who I think Skaronsky. is more of a guard than a tackle uh, from Northwestern. Give me Darnell Wright. I think the only thing I, he lacks is a little bit of play strength. You can – once he gets in an NFL weight room, I think he'll be fine. All right, and last but not least in our top ten mock, um, and I'm going to ask you, you know, I'm going I'm to I'm skip from ten. I to already 30. know what you want to do. I'm going to skip from ten to, to fourteen because I got to get who you're going to get for yourself. But the Philadelphia Eagles have uh, the tenth pick, which they got from the New Orleans Saints. Maybe if the Eagles would have beat the damn Saints, that would be even higher. Um the, the Super Bowl runner-ups taking at 10. They lost a lot of pieces on the defensive end. I keep hearing this noise coming out of, mostly coming out of fans where they want B. John Robinson. But I know how you feel about running backs with the 10th pick. So tell me who you would pick. on Whether or not, you know, we should be entertaining or how we, Roseman should be entertaining you know, what the fans are talking about and what the rumors are talking about, the possibility of them taking a running back with the 10th pick. Who would you go with? You're on the clock. I would absolutely positively not take a running back (laughs) in the top 10. I don't care if his name is Walter Payton Smith Tomlinson. I don't care. We are not taking a running back in the All right. All right. All right. All right. Okay. So you guys can forget. We agree. But the hyperbole. Come on, we we definitely agree. Offense. I keep I keep created. hearing this guy is generational though. That's what I hear from fans. This guy is generational. That's I don't. Right. He has fans have, fans have no IQ. He, Go ahead. My bad, sir. Because I'm like, how right, is so, how is generational uh, Saquon Barkley? How's that worked out for the for the Giants? And that's me saying that after they you know finally got into the playoffs and he finally semi stayed healthy. But um. Yeah. Yeah, running backs are like sports cars that that are are used like used sports cars. And the Eagles picked up a decent running back in free agency if he can stay healthy. Rashad Penny is healthy. Average six yards. I hope hope Ezekiel Elliott calls calls, um, Philadelphia home just just to troll you. But nonetheless, um, I ain't mad at that. Oh, okay. If Ezekiel okay. Elliott comes, then Jalen Hurts ain't got a quarterback sneak every every time we get an inch away. I ain't mad at that. This is true. The only people going to be true. mad at that is going to be Cowboys fans. They're going to be furious about that. Yeah. Yo, All right, but who yo, you taking was, at 10 was, so we can – I take Zeke in a heartbeat. I take Zeke. I bet you, like we, a, we know why. Not as like our guy. <laughs> like, you know, but as one of the guys, I'll take Zeke. 
If y'all only knew the conversations me and never mind. Y'all if y'all knew what me and B Austin talk about off air. Mm. <laughs> well, All right, who you taking a ten man? Card away. Anyway, I'm not trying to expose this guy, but okay. Anyway, um I I think for the Eagles, what was the biggest issue for them against one Pat Mahomes? Secondary. A lot of problems in that secondary, right? So what do we do to fix no, that? No, we wasn't, that wasn't that wasn't Problem. Biggest problem was the edge rusher got treated like a hundred and twenty pound young lady getting tossed around. <laughs> the they, ball got out quick. They though. did have to guard the a little bit longer um, against Pat Mahomes, and that's that's recipe mm-hmm. for disaster. But go ahead, go ahead. Who are you taking? I'm thinking corner again. Uh, we have we have some good there's some good corners in this class. Kristen Gonzalez, a former Colorado Buffalo transfer. Uh, not with Coach Prime. That's a whole other story. Uh, but he is a Oregon Duck, and he is everything that you would want in the corner. Uh, likes to tackle. Uh, he is a bit of a one-hit wonder, but he is technically sound. He's not stiff. He likes to tackle, can play in coverage. Everything you want in the corner will be perfectly fine in Philadelphia. Right. And you still have Bradbury and Slay, so it's not like – you would have to throw him in and depend on him. He can grow with the team, knowing that, you know, probably Slay is not going to be there with them too much longer. He wasn't even supposed to be back with the team. Um, and with them bringing in Matt Patricia, him and Slay don't even like each other. So <laughs> so I don't even, you know, know how that's going to work. Is it the evil way now? now? I'm just curious. I, I, I don't know. We'll see. Now? Oh, okay. We'll see. Okay. We'll see how big his impact is because he's not actually the coordinator. So we'll see. How big is – all right, so that's Fred's top ten mock, but I got to skip and and ask him about pick number 14 because it is his New England Patriots. What are you doing with with that, Coach? Coach Fredacek. So, (laughs) so I'm running, running, sprinting that 40-yard – that is a 4-2-1 to that podium. With the 14th pick, the New England Patriots take Jackson Smith and Jigba. I've been a fan of this young man since he was his freshman year at Ohio State. If you have not watched his tape, I call him the six foot to six foot one Julian Edelman, but he might be a tad bit faster. Okay. I, I can attest to that. He is a fan of that team. Okay. Um, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask. I'm, I want to know how many quarterbacks you think are gonna go in the first round. But before you answer that. Definitely got to – I forgot to just mention for, for people who have been living under a rock, uh, Aaron Rodgers is officially a New York Jet now. Um, they picked up his $58.3 million contract bonus um, to open up $43.7 million of cap space. Aaron Rodgers' 2023 uh, cap hit is going to be great for the New York Jets. Um wasn't, I think his cap hit is only going to be like $15.7 million. His base salary for 2023 is going to be $1.165 or something like that. Um, but the thing is, they're going to have to restructure him next year because if they don't, they're going to owe him like $107 million next year. So I expect Aaron Rodgers to get a restructure. Um, but he is a Jet now. Uh, just real quick, we don't even need a lot of uh, analysis on this. Just for the two of you guys, do you think Aaron Rodgers automatically makes the Jets a playoff team this season? Like bottom seed, sure, sure. Okay. That means I mean, they were almost they're there getting, before. 
Right. Just just making and, the playoffs. And, and they keep yeah, claiming, like, this defense is ready. Oh, they needed somebody to lead the offense. B, do the Jets yeah, make the, the playoffs quietly, The Jets quietly have uh, a lot of talent. So adding the best thrower of the football in the last 20 years almost, of course. I, I, I agree. Okay. Now, other big, big news to come out today. Uh, quarterback Lamar Jackson and the Ravens have finally agreed to terms on a new contract. Um, I haven't uh, seen the numbers unless you have them, Fred, but I know it's supposed I to be do. a new five-year deal. It's supposed to exceed that $255 million deal that Jalen Hurts signed with the Philadelphia Eagles earlier in the month. What are the numbers that you're hearing? Uh, so we have five years, 260, 185 guaranteed. Not a bad deal. Not a bad deal at all. Um, right. but I want to save a little room on, uh, save a little room up there for maybe a receiver or two. Cause Odell's going to go down about week four. So I keep okay, hearing DeAndre Hopkins talk. Keep hearing I don't know how they're going to think, not, uh, afford I'm that. I'm not a but... fan of D hop at this point. And his, the, in his career, you're not a post-injury I'm, fan? Nah, nah. Too Why? So Why many either? injured receipts. So many injured. V-Hop at this point of his career is a 50-50 guy. I need a guy that can go go get it, run after catch. I need a guy who, yeah, he's going to get it in the end zone, in the red zone. Great. But I need a guy who can do it between the 20s. But, is but, V-Hop going to do that between that, the 20s? You're, you're, between are the you, 20s are you, this offense. Are you? Are you making that statement based on what you like personally, or are you examining, A, the, the, the Ravens' offense, and, B, the player that Lamar has been, right? We know what you like, but the, in that offense, first of all, I think B-Hop is, Hop is more than just a 50-50 guy. Is he what he was? Probably not. Who is? But I think he's more than just a 50-50 ball dude. Can I, I'll ask you this. Because Todd Munkin is their offensive coordinator, if we know back from his days with the, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, can he, uh, which was the last time he was in the NFL, can he fill the Mike Evans role? Mm, well, he's not. See, Mike Evans is a whole can different. He, can, can he fill the Mike Evans role? If he cannot fill the Mike Evans role, he cannot fix this offense. My answer to that would be yes and you're using Andrews in between the hashes, hop outside the hashes, and a healthy Odell is your route runner. You said he brought a lot of it though. Pre-injury. <laughs> pre-injury. Yeah. Hop was the crazy Pre- route runner. Pre-injury is <laughs> he was... post-injury is my issue. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, we're about to take a couple calls, so we, we're talking the NFL mm-hmm. draft here for the for the callers out here. But before we do, Fred, how many quarterbacks do you think will go in tonight's first round? I would like to – because quarterback guys get pushed up for some weird reason uh, and teams get, in, get infatuated with height, weight, speed, and arm strength, I will, I will say four. Two, first, in first two in the first two picks, two in the first four picks. Then all bets are off about when, when Anthony Richardson will go, and then Will Levis will go at some point, probably before twenty. All right, I know what you wouldn't do. 
But how many Two, running backs uh-oh. do you think is going to go in the first round? Two, actually. Mm-hmm. Two. And and both of them will go roughly between 20 and 32. And if your your Philadelphia Eagles decide to go get B. John Robinson at 31, I'm okay with it. One, you are a run-based team. He's not going to be there. If he, I'm about to say, if he's there at 31, he's an Eagle. But he's not going to make it to 31 because Dallas is probably looking for a running back. You know, they always, you know, they have no problem yeah. drafting running back. Yeah. If he gets to Dallas, he's off the board because, you know, they lost Zeke and they lost, uh, what's the name, to injury. So, yeah, he's not getting yeah. to 31. But I'm with you. And that's what I've been telling Eagles fans all the time. Since we got two first-round picks, I'm not going to gamble because I don't think we're in there. Like, a lot of people think we're in that position where, oh, the Eagles just should get – best player available, but we lost a lot of pieces after that Super Bowl. We lost five starters and two coaches. Like, we're really not in the position to just say, all right, let's just go out and get the best available, especially somebody that's a running back when you don't really have too many offensive issues. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I I would love to have a B. John Robinson on the team, so don't get me wrong with saying what I'm saying, but I'm not I'm not doing that at 10. If they do, okay, so be it. Because, you know, I've, I've, I'm long past the point where I really care what, what they do. I let them do their jobs or whatever. So I'm not going to be running around here upset about it. I'm just going to be like, all right, let's go. Let's go, B. John. Let's do what we got to do. But I don't think it's a smart pick at 10 right now. I think Cincinnati maybe might be a good spot for another running back. I mean, Joe Mixon, contracts, give him a little bit of a spell. Um, Dallas another place for a running back. I think Kansas City's done with the running back thing. Um, so I think they're a running back by committee type of team. Jacksonville could use one. Minnesota, if they decide Dalvin Cook's not the guy anymore and they decide to move on from him, I think you could see maybe a running back there. But nobody in the top ten. So B, would you take him at 31 not. if he miraculously slipped to 31? Um. Bijan, yeah, I, I, I take him. And at is 31. it definitely? Is, is it definitely him? Is he head and shoulders the best running back of the draft, or is it? Oh, of course, yeah, know. he's head and shoulders I, best running. Yeah, back. I think I think he is. I, I think he's head and shoulders. I've watched film on him. I haven't seen any games. I don't think that he's the world beater, transcended talent that the fan base is talking about. But I think he's head and shoulders the best in the draft class. So I think you take him at thirty-one. Definitely would not spend a top 10 pick. Probably wouldn't spend a top 20 pick on him. I'd prefer to get him in the second round. But as you said, being being what he is in the marketplace, he's not going to last that long. I'm, I'm okay if we don't. I'm, I'm okay if we wait to later rounds to fill that position because, as you said, offensively, we're fine. We got problems on the other side of the ball that need fixed. Quick. We need to what are, what are the odds that the Eagles trade back? Out of that tenth pick, so they can have can two later first round picks down. and maybe a higher second round pick, something like that. You can see that. Mm. Yeah, 50-50. 50-50. Uh, 50-50. All right, let's take some. Draft now, nowadays. Yeah, I know. Anything's possible. <laughs> no. Let's take some quick calls. Uh, we got. Uh, the usual suspects on the line. So shout out to them. We got uh, Tobias calling in from out in Arizona. What up, Tobias? Roll Dan Tide. 
Man, roll our quarterback to Alabama. Sucks, so we got a Chinese dude sucks at Notre Dame. We like to call him the ramen rifle. He sucks, too. Yeah. Oh, boy. Anyway. <laughs> He's not lying at all. Boy. Ooh, God, ramen uh, <laughs> we... <laughs> They were so desperate. They wanted like Miami quarterback. Nick Saban said in the press conference, we're going to blow all up. <laughs> but... But here's the thing, yeah. right, about this draft, right? Uh, thing I look at is with, with the NFL draft, a lot of these teams don't know what the hell they're doing. But one thing about running back, though, there's a difference between running back and a weapon. It's like Jameer Gibbs, Alabama, he's a weapon. He can run and be a, a player in a receiver game. Like Christian McCaffrey was that guy. Carolina just beat him into the ground, <laughs> you know. You're supposed to have that other guy. and uh, But, like, receiver, not that many receivers should go in the first round. Look at how many second, third, fourth-round receivers out there that get paid who do better in the first round. Linebacker as well. A lot of whiffs at the linebacker position in the first round. You can find a lot of those guys in the middle of the draft as well. Uh, but I think in this draft, it's only a one-quarterback draft. The market, the teams have told you that. Houston's not picking a quarterback. Houston's really? going to pick a defender and get a quarterback next year. Uh, and one reason I say that, D'Amico Ryan signed a six-year deal, and they already fired two black guys after one year. D'Amico's like, so you're saying D'Amico's like, if anything sucks, it can't be the defense. <laughs> That's going to be bad. Yeah, because <laughs> – they're so, but he, but he they're the head coach so now. far he's off. He's responsible for everything. So, you know, yeah. the offense the is, is still his fault. Yeah, because the problem is they're so far off that he dropped the quarterback. And we've seen what happens to quarterbacks that go to the worst team in the league off the top of the egg, save us. Look at how many of those get churned out. But I think, like, the Eagles should do, if they get to number five, if Jalen Carter hasn't been picked yet, they need to move up and take him. Because you don't find too many three techniques in the NFL draft. They don't come around that often. That's the guy that Eagles should move up and get. Uh, Because you don't find that every day. Now, you got to keep him out the club. You got to keep him on your your doka treatment, keep him away from the ladies and whatever. (laughs) But that guy is special. I give him that. And that's what um, I didn't ask you guys. I asked if they would possibly back. Would they possibly package that 10 and 31 to move up into the Top five? Mm. That's a possibility, too. Mm. You can move up because what happens is – a lot about Georgia linemen beating up on – three, three, three techniques. Hey. To buy. I like that. I like that call My out. Thing is, three techniques are rare. Be, um, okay, be oh, uh, three, three techniques are rare. He's a rare specimen. Can we, can we do a little scouting? Do we know whether he comes from a single-parent home or not? Uh, <laughs> does he have an angry <sighs> black mother – Way to get on the one of them. Hey, all I know is that if you think he's going to the league. But listen, because this is another thing. Like, as now with my fan hat on, like, it's, it, like, I'm pretty sure they could package the 10 and the 31 and move up. I'm pretty sure they could package, you know, the 10 and, and, and something, else, something else and move back. Yep. But as a fan but he, of a team who's just in. The Super Bowl, 
I'm thinking more like depth. And if I can get two first-round picks, even though one of them is like the last, you know, one of the last picks, I think I still want to make those two selections, man. I still I think I, want more, I think I want more than one person rather than trading up to get that person. You know what I mean? Hey, but that person is that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he is. He is that. I, I, I know. He I hear. Really it's tempting. And then if they did it, I wouldn't because, be upset. But I'm like, damn. I'm thinking about this depth. Man, you know play like this. The way they talked about Jordan Davis a couple years ago, how we everybody loved him, is, is intensified yep. by a hundred. That's what that's what you're talking about with Jalen Carter. And then, and then even that, by you saying that, imagine he was on the same damn team. Yeah, he's Warren Sapp. Like. Think of Warren Sapp. That's three techniques. Hey, that's, and, uh, imagine, having, he is, imagine having both of those dudes on the same line. Thank, thank you, because yeah. what happens is pressure up the middle is mm-hmm. what's key to stopping quarterbacks. And I heard Fred say protect Jordan, I mean, Justin Fields, but you don't like running backs in the first round. The Bears took a running back in the first round of Justin Fields. <laughs> Hey, here's the problem, Yo, right? It's funny, don't right? Read nothing but books. Here's the funny part, right? Davis Mills and Justin Fields had the same numbers, same stats, but somehow Houston needs a quarterback. But Chicago, hey, it's everybody else's fault that he can't complete a forward pass. So why does one team need the quarterback desperately, but the other team, like, hey, we're good? It, it's, it's a lot of perception out there. But the Bears are doing the right, did the right thing, trading the pick. Ironically, the Panthers actually have a decent squad. They have a good defense. They, they address the offensive line. You can find a receiver. <laughs> you know, people don't realize that. Washington got Terry McLaurin in the third round, and he's been playing with trash quarterbacks the whole time, and he's good. You know, hey. So we're gonna we're gonna have we just gonna have a quick draft party since we don't have that many since we don't have that much time left. We just gonna let we got Rob from Cali out on the line. We're gonna hey, let Rob. him on too. Rob, what's up, oh, man? Shit. How you? Yo, what's good? What's good, yo, Sal? How y'all doing, man? It's been a while. What's up, Fred? How you been, man? What's good, bro? All right, so what do you? I know you. Damn, you Fred know, didn't even I say hello. Love to call in on draft night. What do you think the Eagles <laughs> should do? Cause you know I'm gonna hold you to that because you know what you like to do. You like to say stuff, and then a couple of years yeah, later, Rob, when somebody's Rob, better than the actual pick, you be like, they should have got that person. Now, now I'm going to remember who on. you said they should get. And I'm going to hold you, you to so you, What do you think? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I mean, no pressure. I mean, though, who, who, who do you want? Who do, who do you want? This is about to be something funny, crazy. Man. Go for it. No, 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 no. First of all, first of all, shout out to everybody, and be awesome. Thank you for your soliloquy about uh, Phil Jackson because, you know, I, I can't, you know, I'm still trying to, you know, it is what it is. But, um, but what, the, still trying uh, to process that also. Well, that's what a soliloquy would do for you, brother. That's what I'm here I for, mean, man. It, man, it's, man, I, sometimes you got to stop, just, just stop talking and let somebody speak for them because the, the, uh, 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 you also articulate that perfectly. Thank you, Beyonce. Uh, but, um, no doubt, brother. No doubt. And, uh, that still ain't going to uh, stop me from saying that you're going to uh, want us to go back but, in time but, and get Deion Sanders, <laughs> uh, Joe Montana. But, but Rob, I'm Chris. asking you, like I said, we don't have much uh, time left. With I the 10th pick right. in the draft, the Philadelphia Eagles select. I think I think, think they play back. I mean, I think Fred could probably contest this, in my opinion. This is not very talented. Draft class, you know, there's not a lot of uh, – 
you know, super high grade, especially on some defensive plays. I think they should trade back as much as, you, you, you know, as much as you don't want to. It, like, like I know a lot of Eagles fans want to get a running back, but first of all, drafting that high, that's not very good. And not only that, um, I mean, it's not necessarily no. that they want a a running back. They want Bijan Robinson, so they'll yeah, you know yeah, yeah. that's who they want. I mean, it, it's not like they're saying, "Oh, at ten, if it was like three or four running backs, we got to get one of these running backs." No, they want dude. So it's it's specific. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know, but it's like it's like you know, that that's what we're gonna think about. It, 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 it's like. You know, do we risk? Do we take him or risk, um, or risk Dallas getting him? But people forget we lost defensive starters, and and the thing is, is that um, the only player I, I don't want them to get is Jalen Carter because I just don't trust him not being, you know, come. I mean, come on, he came to combine over way, he didn't have a good workout, so I'm 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 kind of like you, don't think you know, he got the love. I mean, listen, we got. Jordan Davis and his fat ass can't get on the field. Excuse my language, but you know he can't, he can't get on the field. And I, I told, I, I told, I told oh people God. not to get. They sing and lift every voice they sing before the before the draft. Is this Jay Z doing? Is this actionable items? You know, and, and so and so, like I think they should trade back, get some more. You know, because I know what the Eagles are going to do. They, they're going to trade back. They're going to get more pay, a pick for next year. If they pick it, if right now we got the 10th pick, who would you pick with the 10th pick? Who do you want with the 10th pick? I mean, you keep telling us who you don't want. Who do you want with the 10th pick? Miles Murphy. Miles Murphy's there. Luke might might be a reach, but Miles Murphy's good. Uh, maybe a corner. But the thing is, is the problem is it's not talent in draft class. Now I hope somebody trade, but but like but but I just know what they're gonna do. They're gonna trade back and and hopefully they can get now 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 here's the thing. Now here's the thing. Hello. Yeah, we here. We listen. Hurry up. Now now now, now now here's the thing. Like if they trade back, and like let's say they trade with like the Buccaneers or the Patriots, and they get like up. a pick, a pick, a pick, dish, a, a pick like next year, like a second round next year or something like that, you know what I'm saying, or something like that, and we get like, let's say, a third this year or something. Now I might entertain some B. John Robinson deal because if, if he's up in the teams, of like let's say they're like 14 or 15, and he's right there and we're in front of Dallas. I tell you this, though, if they trade backwards, uh, I don't want no picks for next year. I, 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 I'm, permission I'm, to trade back. here. Per- I, but, I was about to ask you. I was about to ask you. No, everybody can speak freely right now. Um, All right, cool. But that's what Tobias, they do. You know they do that. Who do you want at 19 yeah. for the Buccaneers? And then you can. Uh, first thing first, I said, I'll say Fred knows this. He's still on. B. John Robinson yeah. has a lot of miles on his tires at, uh, he on the odometer. Sure He's been a bell cow for three years. Keep that in mind. Yeah. Uh, but the Buccaneers, I just want linemen. Off it, like front seven on defense. A pat, we need a pass rusher in the worst way, Would you like and we need offensive line help also. Would you like Roderick Jones, uh, some from that team that – never mind. I'm gonna yep. Let me leave you alone, Tobias. Let me leave you alone. No, wait, wait, wait. Wait, 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 wait. Is Tobias, is Tobias <laughs> Fred, Fred about to start wait. taking shots at the hometown team. Wait, wait. 
wait, 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 wait. I want to ask Tobias something. I want to ask Tobias something. Should the Buccaneers be trying to trade up for a quarterback? Hell no, because I'll tell you why, Dale. We wait until next year. The Bucs aren't why not? Why not? We need everything. Anthony Co- Richardson. Nah, nah, we don't need quarterbacks who, who best known for doing backflips. But the problem is the Bucks are in cap hell. Hey, they need everything, even a partridge and a pear tree. So ain't no point in moving up because we need all the picks we can get. But, but Tobias, Tobias, I want to ask you. I want to ask you this: Do you think it will benefit a quarterback more to go to a team like the Bucks? Uh, now, let's say they trade up hypothetically and get Anthony Richardson. Do you think it will benefit for him to be to go to a team like the Bucks? Because you're already like stacked and you're already like a premier team. Do you know? Do you think it will help the teams grow further rather than go? Yeah, but they, to, like, they stopped being team. a premier team when Tom Brady said, "I quit." Dude, ain't no we premier team no last year with Tom Brady. <laughs> right, I'm about to say like you ain't no premier team no more. The Bucks the are window, in a full rebuild. The because they went all in while Brady was there. Got so, a Super Bowl, you know. Yeah, and you got hey, you got Devin you wanted, wants so out. It Mark worked. Evans is going to get traded at some point. Fred, now I I agree. I'm glad Fred said that because I was I've been getting yelled at by Bucks Twitter saying why not trade Mike Evans? He's thirty damn years old and costs a lot of money. <laughs> we got a Super Bowl out the guy. Get something <laughs> for him. I'm like, we're in a full rebuild in, here. Like, a lot we of fans keep believe in loyalty instead of offing assets when they still have a little bit of value for you. People want people hey. to retire. I like, you you don't my, have to do that because if he played his whole career philosophy. there, he'll play two years somebody, somewhere else, and he'll come back on a, on, a, on a two-day contract and retire with y'all anyway. So if you hey. want all that, you know, if you want to make it a what formality, What is my head coach's we'll number one philosophy, Devin? I'm just, I'm just being honest. Let's be real. Yep. Get rid of him hey. two years. He's going to move on for you and, before and, you – and fall off. Get some kind of crazy pick for him, and everybody's going to look at you like you're crazy. And then, well, he fell off a cliff. We used to be just, we used to be just like y'all because when Andy Reid was in Philly, <laughs> he, used to, he used to try to, you know, mess with the Patriots blueprint. And people would be so like, oh, my God, they're trading B-Doc. And B-Doc went to Denver at like four good games. <laughs> and, that's, and that's my wait, man. Wait, he my favorite hero of all time. Okay. Donald and McNabb made the Pro Bowl like four times. Yo. As, as somebody oh, wow. Wow. Falcons like, is a better play than McNabb. Come on. I hate to say that. I, yeah, yeah. But he was old, though. His time was up, though. Yeah, like you, so, but that's the thing. You're talking McNabb, about Pro We traded McNabb away. Listen to what Fred said. He said you get rid of him one or two years before the fall-off. So at least when they give you value, they get the player back. Okay, Doc made a Pro Bowl. Denver thinks that they got something. And then when he falls off that cliff the next year, <laughs> Denver's like, damn it. <laughs> the Pro Bowl fooled us. So hey, can, it's I ask, can I ask y'all a question? I mean, he's still, can he's I ask still y'all a question, though? He's going to be good, but, can I ask, you know. Can I ask y'all a question? Fred knows I'm going with this because we're both college football nuts. Some teams may stay pat next year, like my Bucks this year, because you're going to have Caleb Williams, Drake May, and I think Quinn Ewers is going to be a mover in the draft next year. And, and so you got options coming out next year also. And I think sometimes with these teams, if they, cause just because you need a quarterback doesn't mean you got to take one because the Panthers would have taken Kenny Pickett 
and they still need a quarterback. Or like those folks say, Malik Willis will be a first rounder. Me and Fred will take arrows for that one too. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are getting slain on Twitter for that. Yeah. Malik Willis is a great quarterback. He's been sitting on the bench behind Tannehill for a year, and he's your own. It, it gets it's so bad that they say Josh Dobbs come from another team off the street. <laughs> we don't trust. It was like, come on, bro, come on, come on. Yeah, because but if you draft somebody, but you still need to, like, let's say Pittsburgh, right? They draft a Kenny Pickett. We know they're looking for a quarterback in the next year or two. You still need one. Mm-hmm. So that means even, you know, even that though was a pick. so much positive stuff about him, but they supposed to because they might have to trade him one day. So you can't because lower him. expectations because that's all expectations on him. If if the like first if I'm quarterback the Jets, went I'm at twenty, that means about, I'm still talking about yeah. Zach Wilson's. Man, need can I ask this? Can I ask this? How, let's be real. I didn't. You know, you guys, you have it on. T- I did not believe in Zach Wilson from day one. Everyone loved the the fallaway throws. How many of y'all yep. really believe in Zach Wilson? <laughs> I mean, see, everybody, everybody get enamored with the stuff that Patrick Mahomes does, and they put that on other players. First of all, everything Patrick Mahomes does is unorthodox, and you shouldn't be looking for quarterbacks throwing fallaways and leaners. and Like, this ain't basketball. Patrick it Mahomes did. is one of one. Stop trying to look one for that in other quarterbacks, and then you get mad at them when they turn out to be bums. Like you don't want to do right? jump throwing and throwing <laughs> fall away passes and this ain't Dirk. that leads me to tell you saying this. Anthony Richardson, <laughs> he's six five, two forty, runs a four four six, and when Make he threw his, threw his he hit a backflip and then hit the roof of the of the, <laughs> pra, of the practice facility and what he hit the practice. So somebody said, oh, he hit the practice. He hit the, the roof of the practice facility during his pronoun. Was the receiver up there? Okay, it made sense. I That's why. Is that impressive? Because was he hey. trying to hit a receiver? <laughs> if he was trying to hit a receiver <laughs> and we're in Cowboys Stadium and he tries to hit a receiver and he hits the scoreboard, the, the, the jumbotron, <laughs> I'm not really impressed by that. Like, what? I mean, you know what else? Jamarcus Marcus Russell, Y'all talk, what was his thing? He threw 70 yards. Marcus Russell, 70 yards on, 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 on his knees. knees. Okay, he's in on a his football knees, game, if you're on your knees, you're down. down. <laughs> right, like, like, I don't need you throwing 75 on your knees. If you're on your knees, yeah. the play is over. Like, what are we talking you, about? You know here? what, though, fellas? People talk about homes, like y'all talking about homes. Fred would mm-hmm. know this, right, because, like you said, Cotton Football Nut. No one was talking about Patrick Mahomes like this. it came out for the draft. Patrick Mahomes became Patrick Mahomes because he went to Andy Reid. Now, imagine Reed, he went to Dennis right. Allen. What will happen? What? <laughs> we would we would be talking about Dennis Allen being fired. <laughs> yeah. So, so so that's what I'm saying. It's about where you go, if you go to the right spot. Because no one was talking about Patrick Mahomes as probably the best quarterback you ever played the game. Because you watch him in Absolutely college, you're like, why the hell didn't trade up for that? Andy Reid. Andy Reid got like a second. He got like a second round pick for AJ Philly. Andy Reid is that dude. Yo, Andy yeah. Reid yeah. traded yeah. Donovan McNabb within the division. Andy Reid is that dude. Andy Reid is that dude. He's a rare player. Right. He is that dude. Washington Washington wasn't smart enough to realize, like, yo, this dude must not be good as people say he is if this dude is willing to trade him to one of his rivals. Andy Reid was very uh, disrespectful to Donovan McNabb that day when he traded him in the division. Me and B was on our, I told you so, 
Washington thought they was about to get one. Y'all know we live in this area. They thought they was about to get one. Rob, you still you still with us? I'm I'm here and and I'm ready. All right, Rob, I'm (laughs) I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you something. His name ever again. At the end of my college career, I ended up playing flag intramural flag football. When Andy Reid traded Donovan McNabb, the host of your current podcast, Devin McMillan, was a better quarterback than than that ball man. I'm dead. I'm I'm dead shit, and I'm not joking. Hey, I was. I, hey, I was Andy Reid is up, one of yo. the greatest. He's one of the greatest fleecers of all time. He is the inventor of the finesse. QB, yeah, you know, but, but everybody listening to this, I'm not gonna lie. And, yeah, Corey or, Detmer I, I, at one point. When 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 uh when we played the Washington uh, football team at the that season, you know we traded him, and and I think Deshaun Jackson said we robbed the bank when we, when uh, they put on that performance. After listen in the archives of World Sports commentary of B. Austin critiquing that game. Doing a recap of that game and how he was talking about, oh boy, the defensive tackle. He talked about everybody. Uh, Andrew, he talked. That, 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 I want to thank you because that, that recap actually made my day. There were some days I was, I was upset, but. <laughs> Listen, you bring up those performances by Mike Vick. Had you ever seen Mike Vick light it up like that with his arm before he got with Hell him? no. Man, no, Andy Reid is that dude. I'm not saying he's the best. I'm not saying he's the best. Uh, but Andy Reid is my favorite coach. Yo, Andy is underrated, man. Andy's mm-hmm. underrated when it comes to quarterback play. We know what he can't do. He doesn't know what the challenge flag is or means. He doesn't know what that is. He doesn't know how to Time use management, clock management. A little trash. Clock management is trash. His clock management a little trash. But if you allow him to plan, if you allow him to come up with a game plan, his end game ninety percent of the trash. time he's going to be. His in-game adjustments are trash. If you give him a week off, he's going to beat you. I don't care what team. You can give him a little league team. He's going to beat you. He's too smart when it can, when you give him time to think. He just doesn't and, think well. And, and Fred, and, don't chime in because he should have beat the Patriots, but the man said, that we're talking about, the aforementioned Donovan Donut McGlaze, and what he I'm, did. I'm, I'm not saying anything. Andy had the game plan. He had the game plan. We should have beat the Patriots in 2005. Fred, have you watched that Super Bowl? Donovan McNabb threw your team the ball four times. Oh, I know. I was watching very No, intently. no, no. It, no, he, he, he said that on purpose, right? It was, it was three official, but one was called three back. Three official interceptions. But listen, one back. Well, of course, one that bro, they called back, I, he threw it back to mm-hmm. them the very next play. Come on, man. So I'm counting this <laughs> four. I'm counting this four. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, gave us the ball back, and he's like, "No, I don't want this. Take this back, Patriots." <laughs> for, for a long, think of, for think a, of the quarterback, though. Uh, for for, for Will a long, for long, long, long second, second quarterback, take it. One second, y'all, y'all got me. Y'all got me. Y'all got me. So I'm, I'm not the up. only one. At least Tobias understands. But listen, I'm so happy. I'm listen, not the listen, only one. Listen, man. Listen, man. For a long time, I actually resented Andy because Andy was so loyal to Donovan. When we knew he was trash and he had all of the black people running around talking about how great Donovan was, I, we knew he was terrible. But Andy Andy would go to the mic when Donovan would F up. Oh, I got to do better. 
Listen, if he'd have got rid of Donovan five years earlier, we'd have two more Super Bowls. But go ahead, man. I digress. Hey, who is going to play quarterback? Who is going to? You know, I'll say this real quick. Y'all talk about quarterbacks. Will Will Levis is actually going to be the second quarterback taken, in my opinion. And but but too bad he's Jake Locker two point right? Right. Yep. Jake Locker two point oh because of what he's done. Yep. And he'd be going to Indy, I think. Anthony Richardson, everybody talked to Josh Allen comp, right? Or Jalen Hurts worked at it. Hate to break it to folks, y'all are honest. Jalen Hurts is still not a great passer. Um, folks. Yo, Josh, the Eagles yo, just won. Yeah, I'm, I'm, still, I'm, I'm still concerned about this contract. Yeah, concerned. but 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 here's the other thing, right, about Richardson. They talked Josh can't Allen. Say that in Philly. I get I get stabbed saying that now. Yeah, but here's the other thing about Anthony Richardson, right? One, college, we're in the land of the bubble screen, the pop pass, the jet sweep, and it still couldn't get 60%. And uh, we'll, like, so with Josh, they talk about Josh Allen, name me the quarterback who had, Josh Allen was at Wyoming, all right? Isn't, he won at Florida. Who was the quarterback before him that had those issues that turned it around? And who had the patience to do it? But also with Will Levis, people keep this in mind. We still have to look at the tape. Tennessee had like a 100-some-odd-ranked pass deep, and he threw for 100 yards. He threw 100 yards against Vanderbilt. They just there to keep our academic uh, score up in the SEC. They, he got 100 <laughs> yards against them. He's not lying. <laughs> He's not lying at all. All right. Hey, we we, we got to go, though. So, Rob, Tobias, stay on us, uh, Fred, because I want to get your final thoughts what? before we go. Wait, wait, wait. I, Rob I got one question Tobias. I, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I, I got one. I got one question for Fred. First of all, it's good to hear from you, Fred. I hope you're having a blessed day. Uh, blessed, it's blessed. A ask your question, man. I, I, I need to ask a question. <laughs> Do you think, because, because I already know the Eagles, I already know they're not, not like, like, and I forgot to mention this, like, 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 we lost, like, five, five starters, or probably eight starters, right? And we need some defensive packages, defensive uh, uh, players. Do you think if they trade back and get picks next year, is the quality of defensive players next year going to be better than this year's draft? That's all I got to say. And who is the premier pass rushers, edge rushers in this year's draft? That's all I got to say. Premier right, I'm going to put you on mute. Listen to, you can listen to the answer offline. But Tobias and, and Rob, appreciate you all, man, as usual. Holly Peace, guys. All right. All right, go ahead, Fred. Answer his question, and then – oh, wait a minute. I muted Fred. All right, there you go, Fred. All right, first part of the question. So, he's asked about, about defensive players. Um, I think this year's crop of defensive players are pretty solid. Um, next year, you're talking, like, Travis Hunter um, and some uh, Dallas Turner, um, Chris Braswell, Alabama. But this year, I mean, you have guys like Brian Brzee. You have – Will Anderson, Tyree Wilson. We have. I didn't even get a chance to get to him. He had an injury from Texas Tech, but a six-six, uh, probably the edge rusher that is from Texas Tech that probably has the fastest first step that I've seen amongst of this amongst edge rushers. But again, yes, the injury hurt him. But again, you don't six-six, two eighty. It's very hard to pass him up. I think he'll have an opportunity. Uh, Miles Murphy is one of my favorites from Clemson. Uh, big-time edge rusher, a guy, Trent Simpson. Uh, he's one of those versatile edge rushing linebackers. He can do a little bit of everything. Uh, Luke Van Ness, 
from Iowa. He he's a bit on the stiff side, but a pure just freak athlete. That's what you're wanting from him. Um, but yeah, said Al- about me. <laughs> I can't with you, bro. I can't with you, bro. I can't. I can't with you. Uh, but yeah, I think I think there's some good pass rushing talent out there uh, across the across the board. I think you're gonna the, the positions that aren't really heavy this year are a uh, linebacker. I'm not really too too impressed with the linebacker position. I actually think the the linebacker position is turning into the running back position on defense. It's all about they're all really small undersized yeah, guys. On, really on your squad, Ray Lewis and, and company. That's true though. They're not doing. They're not doing Ray Lewis anymore. If you do, if you notice, no. a lot of linebackers are tiny. Linebackers, <laughs> yeah, they want to be, be fast as hell now. Yeah. They look like Ray Lewis when he first got to the league. Five, six foot, six one, two twenty five, light big ass, ass shoulder pads, and can't <laughs> stop the run. And that is why teams like Philly, New England, and others keep running the football down people's throats because everybody's small and we're they're just packing it in. So. It is what it, football just happens. I mean, it, it it happens in cycles. Adapt, adapt, or adapt to die. Uh, can right, I ask Fred, you a quick question okay, about Travis Hunter? Tra- Travis okay, Hunter, Travis Hunter. Right. Mm-hmm. So, is his ceiling a Dory Jackson, or can he really be good? I think not he can really be good. No, no, no. It's nothing against him. Uh, I think he can be really good. I think no one really knows. One, he played at, played at a lower level, so we got to see what he looks like against upper-level competition. This is why going to that FCS level versus going to that Power 5 level is important. But, yes, they'll find you, but playing against top-level guys like Marvin Harrison Jr. next year, who is the best receiver in college football, if you're seeing a guy like him week in and week out versus seeing some unknown guy at, you know, Alabama A&M, it, it 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 is different. I get to see that tape against a guy like that week in and week out. So I to answer your question, I think he's going to be uh, he could be a little bit better. I don't know what his true ceiling is. He's not Deion Sanders or anything like that. But I think he's a very good versatile player. Kind of kind of took a poop on a Dory. A Dory's had a very good career, <laughs> but you kind of hey, know what I'm saying. He's better to. than a, he'll be better than a Dory Jackson. But yeah. before we go though, I want to give a shout out, man. Shout out to Asim Richards. Uh, offensive tackle from North Carolina. Um, his mom is a, is a good friend of mine. Yeah, his mom is a good friend of mine. I've known his mom since first no grade. She's excited. Um, he's projected as maybe a fifth or sixth round pick, so you know he won't be getting any action, any calls tonight. He should. Not where you start, but where you the finish. Weekend is over. So right, Word. right, right. Because his prospect grade. Like the their comments on it is good backup with the potential to develop into a starter. So that's like the epitome of what Fred just says. Not where you start is where you finish because you know they see him having that potential. Six four, three hundred nine pounds. Um, friend of the war room. So shout out to a team man. Good luck this weekend. Um, Fred, we got like thirty seconds. Your final thoughts on the twenty twenty three NFL draft before we get you out of here. Wide receiver is a very deep class, and unless your name is Quentin Johnson from TCU, who is a body catcher and does not separate, uh, I would avoid him. Otherwise, wide receiver is a very deep class. Tight end is a pretty good class. Offensive line, pretty good class. Um, I'm looking forward to the safety class. Brian uh, Brian Branch, Alabama, looking forward to seeing him in the first round. 
Uh, hope, hope Bill Belichick does the right thing and goes and gets Jackson Smith and Jigba because my quarterback, Mac Jones, is trash, and I need him to get some money. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. As usual, man, we appreciate the, the wealth of knowledge. Knowledge football players. Uh, let everybody know where they can get you online, if they got beef with you, or if they want to praise you, or if they want to say I told you so, or if they want to say you were wrong or you were right, where should they, where should they holler at you? You guys can catch me on Twitter. I'll be talking draft all night or until at least um, my wife makes me go to sleep. You can find me on Twitter, Fred Purdue CFB. Again, Fred Purdue CFB. CJ Stroud, I hope you get that number one pick. If you go somewhere else, I'm, I, might have to, I might have to be a, a pseudo fan of somebody else's team just because you are the guy. All right, oh, man. man. We will. Hey, man, Fred, we appreciate you. And I just wanted no to say in front, of, uh, in front of the most high and almighty, that it was nice to hear you admit a few weeks back that Michael Jordan is, in truth, the GOAT, and he has that will <laughs> and killer over your boys. Man, so I'm yeah, yeah, for that. we got like 10 seconds. We'll talk about Appreciate that. Appreciate you. We out. But, Fred, we're going to get a, uh, you know, we will do a, a post show so we can talk about how the draft went. And, you know, we, get, we, we, we don't really like it, but we got to get in on the draft grades, even though nobody should really get graded on the draft until like three years later. But, you know, we're, we're part of this media, so we got to do it. So we'll, we'll uh, I'll let you next week, man. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for having me on. All right, no doubt. That's Fred Purdue, everybody. Oh, and, uh, for you know, the, you know, I got to go pick young boy up from some practice. I, I, you know, I really don't know which one. I just got to check with his mom after. <laughs> Yo, where he at? Where I got to go? That's how many sports Yo, he's practicing right something. Now. Be practicing something right now. I I gotta look at my schedule and see where I gotta go to pick this ball up. But um yo, this is it, Jada and Styles signing out. <laughs> Thank you, brothers and sisters, for joining us for another briefing in the war room. Shout out to everybody in the chat room on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, our group chat, um, that I forgot to check during the joint and um all the callers who called in to chop it up with us. Had ourselves a little impromptu draft night party, um, and we'd like to thank y'all for that. Thanks to our special guest, Fred Purdue, again, for, you know, his wealth of college football knowledge and helping us do this probably for the – this might have been like the 10th year in a row that, that Fred is, has talked to us on draft night. Um, I think we might have done like three shows prior to us, you know, getting with Fred, but, you know, he makes this much easier for us. So, look, tune in next week. Live right here on demand as we catch you up on sports and entertainment stories of the week, at least the ones that we find important. So until then, enjoy the rest of your week, your weekend, the NFL draft, the NBA, NHL, playoffs, whatever you're watching. We'll see you right back here next time. Be sure to catch our conversations on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, as well as our blogs, webcasts, and network podcasts on warroomsports.com. Also, make sure you pick up a copy of Jimmy's book at sportsthebook.com or warroomsports.com. Until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity and be steadfast in the war against ignorance. We'll see you chumps on top. Yo. Every Thursday, 6 to 8, they do this. Ah. Shout out to Dev. Yeah. 
DJ Be Austin Dot Bay on replay WarRoomSports.com Get that mobile app it's knocked down. Call it 323-14012. They be going and you sensitive, then oh well. Physical podcast, the tough sports. Showtime like magic in the block push. Listen live, push one to join in. Rip your team or listen for your enjoyment. Get hop dollars, pit stop knowledge. Should be in sports credits, I ain't talking college. Five guys, no beef though. Corporate secret, but the streets know. Bellafani, I got a G flow. KC, royalty, I'm in beast mode. Two hours, get your game up. Who's the best in sports cast? You better name us. War Room Sports. Sports, www.warroomsports.com. What? Ain't no more to it. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.